The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome today to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Wednesday, June 29th, 2016 edition. I broadcast weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Monday to Friday and on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on WINB. And of course, to find out more ways to listen, simply go to WeekendVigilante.com and click on the Listen tab for more ways to listen, including the podcast and the customized app. That's the Weekend Vigilante app. And there is now a pre-order button on the website to order yourself a copy. And don't wait to order a copy of our new book, Power Prayers, subtitled Warfare That Works. This is a compilation put together by Carla Butad, very powerful minister out of Texas. Most of my listeners know her, but some of the new listeners might not. Carla and I put a book of very incredible power prayers together. And actually, Carla Butad herself is going to be my guest tomorrow. She's going to be on the show and we're going to give you some examples of these power prayers. So don't miss tomorrow's show. You're just really not going to find anything like this book. Very powerful weapons of mass destruction to the kingdom of darkness, I believe. And I'm asking everyone to support our work. This is something we put together at the request of you, the listeners. And if you right there are saying, nah, I don't think it's something I'm interested in. Well, trust me, you haven't seen what's in this book. And I said jokingly to Carla last week, hey, if we charged what it was worth, no one could afford this book. I'm not being arrogant or prideful. I'm saying that's a truth. This, these prayers were developed with help from the Holy Spirit. Carla and I give all the credit to the Holy Spirit for inspiring these prayers. And, you know, they were birthed out of hell coming to our front doorstep. So in any event, get your copy today. Pre-order it as we want to see the numbers coming in. We shelled out thousands of dollars for this book. It's not free for copy editing. Go talk to a copy editor and see what they're charging these days. Forget the typesetting, the cover design, and all that jazz. It's not free. And so for those of you saying, oh, well, freely we give, freely we receive. Yeah, tell that to my copy editor. Anyway, guys, do support the work. Pre-order the book. Hey, and I want to apologize to my listeners for yesterday's show. There wasn't a show Tuesday because of the fact that, and I had this guest scheduled that I have on today. However, I couldn't even access my computer, my podcasting, my Skype, nothing. I don't know what these guys were doing, but they were doing some kind of weird password update on Microsoft, which always raises huge flags for me because, of course, they want to eventually scrap passwords altogether and implement biometric ID. Hey, let's scan your hands. Hey, even your forehead. Well, that's coming. So we messed with that all day. And finally, I was able to do the show I wanted to do yesterday. So... Very exciting. My guest is, she is a favorite. She came on the show and we did a show on the spirit of famine where we talked about cannibalism. And I'll tell you, I got a lot of emails from that show. It's up on YouTube. Sharon Mulkey is my guest. And it is such a pleasure to have her back on the program. Sharon, welcome back. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you back on. Well, I'm entitling today's show, The Devilish Side of Sex. And I really want to get into Incubus Succubus, Sharon, because I don't think very many Christians are really even aware. They're totally oblivious to this. And yet, you know, you have movie stars now. It's very trendy to have sex with demons. 
people like Lucy Liu, Bobby Brown is now saying that on record he had sex with a demon. It's all under the guise of, oh, we're just having intercourse with ghosts. That's actually, people can look that up, you know, because that's so normal to have sex with a ghost. Nobody really bats an eye reading this stuff, even in Rolling Stone magazine. Dan Aykroyd, Anna Nicole Smith, I could go on and on all day at these various living and non-living celebrities who claim to have slept with ghosts, they call them, I call them demons, supernatural sex, you'd call it, Sharon. The absolute lust for the supernatural, because it's okay to call all this ghosts, as long as you don't call it demons. The world is talking about the supernatural, but the church sure isn't dealing with it. It's really amazing, but I think there is such a craving and a hunger for the supernatural in people, and part of that isn't wrong. God created us in us a space for the supernatural. He just wanted to be that supernatural power in their life, but since the churches have abdicated so much of their power and authority, people are hungering for the supernatural experience, and so I think they're welcoming it almost. And the paranormal, that's why we say such high ratings on the TV for anything paranormal. And so it's like, okay, you know, any weirdness or disgust is gone because I think there's such a hunger in people for something beyond themselves. It's like the weirder, the more these people like it. Well, that's human nature. And that's the nature of all of this is defilement. The more people are defiled, the more they crave the defilement. It kind of like feeds on itself. Like they'll stop to look at a gory accident. I think there's a certain stimulation that happens to the brain that releases endorphins. So in kind of a sick way, morbid scenes like that activate something in the brain that's almost pleasurable. And that's perverse in itself. We should be disgusted or horrified or have feelings of empathy But I think as products of the time, there's always been something in man that just loves the gore. You know, like the gladiators and feeding Christians to the lions. They had a packed house for that. Yeah, yeah, the Colosseum would be packed to the rafters. The gorier, the better. The more bloodshed, the better. And I think that really shows the appetites of demons. The more bloody, the more defilement, the more horrific Demons are disembodied spirits that act out their insatiable lusts through people, and they look for open doors, as in these demonic incubus succubus spirits that we're going to get into. And Sharon, that's sad that people are not going to hear that in their Sunday church service, incubus and succubus. Well, unfortunately, instead of the church being the leader in exposing, identifying, and helping people to get deliverance and free themselves, it's like anything supernatural, they've almost shied away from. And yet, at the same time, they're going into the Kundalini, all of this other perverse type of witchcraft. The bottom line, Sheila, is they want the church full so that they can build bigger buildings. You know, it's all about the money the power, but there is a power with sex and money, and religion is the third way to control people. And some men just love to have that control and power. They feel important instead of really wanting to help their people. It's a tragic situation in the church today, I believe. I agree. Well, I want to talk about incubus and succubus here because I get a lot of reports from people that are encountering these demons 
They're interchangeable, typically at night or night spirits, spirit wives, spirit husbands, night spirits that attack sexually. They can be a result of generationally inherited curses dealing with harlotry, whoredom, idolatry. They're common evil spirits that attack typically in people's sleep. There is a lot of sex demons, but I typically deal with incubus succubus. Do you find that, Sharon? Succubus and incubus is what I have seen more often. Succubus is the female and incubus is the male. Now, we know that spirits don't have gender. So, the one spirit can appear however it wishes to, to its victim. But the succubus is the female manifestation and the incubus is the male manifestation of this demonic spirit. It works with the spirit of the sleep paralysis, And what this does is this sleep paralysis works with the pineal gland in a person, which secretes hormones to put your body in a paralyzed state, except for your respiratory and cardiac and all that stuff, so that your body can rest. Somehow, they go in and hijack this pineal system from the pineal gland. They paralyze the person, but they're not asleep, and they still have rapid eye movement. They just cannot move their muscles. So the person first goes into a paralysis, and then the spirit will come upon them and uh, do sexual acts. Uh, My brother over in Germany had a situation, a true story, with a young gentleman, came up, was very reluctant to tell because it's so shameful to them. He said, well, every night I have this little smurf come sit on my chest. And he won't let me get up until he has oral sex with me. And this was a true situation. And, of course, they went through deliverance, and he did get free of that spirit. But, you know, that corresponds to an old Egyptian practice of the opening of the mouth ceremony. And that's where you have to have oral or anal sex. It has to have, you know, penetration so this has been going on for a long time. We've had women in our own church, after you develop some trust with these people, they'll finally start opening up and they'll say, you know, I have the spirit comes to me every night and makes love to me. I don't want it. I hate it. But I am pushed down, held down. I cannot even talk. So they paralyze the voice centers too. But these people don't want these attacks. The people I've met do not want these attacks because they know it's defiling. Now, in the world, we have a different situation. And they almost invite these spirits because that's one way that certain types of the movie industry, the arts, uh, music, and a lot of organizations we don't know, that you don't get promoted unless you have oral or anal sex with one of these spirits. And you have to go through this in order to be promoted. That's why I think it was Lucy Liu and them, they're saying, oh, we're having sex with demons. Well, because she was told, you do this or you don't get a contract next year. You're going to be selling french fries at McDonald's or something instead of being paid millions and millions of dollars to report what we tell you to report. And uh, this is becoming more and more prevalent in more and more parts of society. And that's one way that they're going to start separating the Christians out is because Christians will say no to this. If a spirit comes to a person and they're a Christian, mentally, you can say, I do not agree with this. I resist you. And we'll go through ways that they can take authority over this later. But we're going to see a real separation like oil and water in society. And if people have wondered why, why didn't I get that promotion to vice president? I've been here 20 years. I have been working hard. That's why. 
And what the devil does is he wants to defile you. He wants to ruin your character in some way. And that's what he's all about is robbing, stealing, killing every good thing from a human being. Your integrity, they just want to defile you. And if you don't pay the price and say, yes, I will be defiled, then they'll say, okay, you don't get to be president. You don't get to be vice president. It's been going on since forever. It's just that now it's okay, in a sense, to come out of the closet for them too and not be ostracized or called witches. I was surprised when I was researching this that the Salem witch trials, uh, one thing that I found very interesting is that in the Salem witch trials, they would say, and it's recorded, in 1692 this was happening, it says, the accused witch Susan Martin had reportedly told Robert Downer that some she-devil would shortly fetch him away. That night, Downer claimed as he lay in his bed, there came in the window the likeness of a cat, which flew upon him, took fast hold of his throat, and lay on him a considerable while and almost killed him. So, this was even part of the Salem witch trials. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And if they reported it today, well, it would just be Casper the Friendly Ghost came in your room and had an encounter because that's always masked under the seemingly benevolent guise of just a friendly ghost encounter. Right. What they call, what people call ghosts are really spirits. See, the devil is smart. He knows that if you have red horns and a tail, that people are going to still kind of be repulsed from you. So, (laughs) he says, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost. So, if you're a ghost, the connotation is they're not afraid of ghosts. And by you not being afraid of something in one way, you entertain and invite that in. Like E.T. and all these friends, you know, phone home. There's no fear with this ghost. So, people... They've dropped their guard or, you know, it's just we're to guard our heart with all diligence. They've dropped that guard. It's like, oh, it's a ghost. It won't hurt me. Oh, yeah. Nothing to see here. It's all just that's normalizing this. You know, it seems so pleasurable. As Lucy Lou said, it was the best thing she ever had. It seems so benevolent and pleasurable, but it turns from pleasurable to ugly real fast. You see this a lot, don't you? Yes, you do. Demonic spirits have ways of activating your nervous system to where you are in an ecstasy you can never have in a normal situation. So, that's true. But a lot of times, these demons will turn very violent against the person, and there's documentation of how the people are black and blue. They're, it's almost like a horrible rape. So, while it is true the demons can give that person a pleasurable experience, it also can turn wicked and ugly and painful real fast. Yes, it can. And I think that's the important part in this culture where we're inundated all the time by sex. We're inundated with a sexualized culture. Everything that we see in radio, media, television, movies, it's all about sex. Men are told by psychologists, hey, you think about sex 170 times a minute. The narrative is ridiculous. So it really feeds into this culture of pleasure. And I think that's where defilement and seducing spirits come in. Yeah, and Sheila, the devil knows how God made our body, and he utilizes everything that God wanted for good and for our pleasure and enjoyment. His main job is to come and destroy it and pervert it. But the issue of seduction, I'm so glad you brought that up, Sheila, because 
These spirits appear very attractive, and one of their main objects is to come and reproduce themselves through these sexual acts with humans. And the offspring of this is called a cambion, C-A-M-B-I-O-N. That is the offspring of an incubus or a succubi. They're half human, half devilish, but they're very beautiful. They're very cunning, and they're able to persuade even the most strong-hearted individual to do his or her breeding. Merlin the Magician is a perfect example of this. It says, a servant to Prospero and the son of the witch Psychorax in Shakespeare's The Tempest is a cambion. So that's one of their things is to perpetuate themselves this way. And they also feed on the energy of the host. And they need that host to reproduce themselves. It's kind of like a parasite in a way, but much worse. And they can actually take so much energy out of a person that they die. I mean, this could be a deadly thing. So you could say their modus operandi is to A, kill the victim or breed with the victim to create these hybrids. Yes. One of their functions, this succubi and incubi, is they take sperm from people, but they also put sperm into people. And this creates a hybrid, a half demon, a half human. A lot of people will have a stillborn child and think that the child is dead. But actually, it's one of these cambions. Or they may have a miscarriage, and they think, oh, well, I lost my baby, but it really was a cambion, which can be reanimated into the demonic spiritual world. Also, you know, you've heard probably of people having twins, and then they'll go in for an ultrasound or something, and all of a sudden they go, well, I only see one now. I don't see two. Where there was documented, they could see on the screen, that there were two. So they've taken one twin, and that happens a lot. Well, I'll tell you what happens a lot is people that report to me they're being physically manhandled and held down, and they can't move. Yes, and that we've had even at our own church, people will come and say, this is happening to me at night, or they'll feel like they're even being strangled. That's very common, and even back, I think, in China, like in the beginning of time, They reported that. Galen reported this in the second century. But what was interesting was in Job 4.12, it says, Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and mine ear received a little thereof. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, fear came upon me, and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, or I heard a still voice, and I heard the voice saying. So, even in Job, it was recorded. The guy's name was um, Eliphaz. You know, he was trying to give all this counsel to Job. Eliphaz himself was being counseled by this demonic spirit. So, this has been going on a long time, but people will say something, and they'll go, I don't believe that. It's like, why would these people lie? And then you have the medical field coming up with all of these hokey pokey answers. Like, well, is this part of the brain doing that and that part of this? It's like, well, truthfully, it works through the pineal gland. It paralyzes the person. And if you don't believe in demons or angels, you're not going to come up with the right answer. It's like there's a conformed effort to put a veil on people that this is not a demon, isn't there? Yes, Veil is the right word, Sheila. And I believe that there are veils over people's eyes. In fact, as we've done deliverance 
with people at our church, they will say, I felt a veil or a scale come off of my eyes. I mean, they actually felt it while we were praying for them on certain things. And I do believe that there is a veiling. We'll get into the history of Incubus and Succubus, Sharon, because it's a thing of folklore and mythology and ancient tales, but certainly nothing to worry about in today's society. Well, the first ones was in Newfoundland. They had the old hag, and the old hag would come to these young, virile men and have sex with them. And so that was one of the earliest ones was um, in Newfoundland. You know, people give lots of definitions of why this happened and everything, but it was a spirit, and she's extracting semen from these young, healthy men. Well, don't you find that word, semen, they're out at sea? (laughs) That's good. I hadn't thought of that. That's excellent. (laughs) Here's what I've come to think. As I studied mythology, first in, you know, high school, it's one of your required classes, it was for us back then, I studied mythology. Then when I really became a Christian, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and we got into deliverance, I thought, this isn't mythology, this is real. This is a real occurrence, a real happening. So, I think that's one of the plans of the devil to disguise it as called, oh, it's a folklore, it's a myth. No, these things are real. They're not stories. Because when we do deliverance on people, we come against a lot of these, what they, you know, spirits of in the mythology. And these people manifest. They actually show visible signs of getting rid of these spirits. So, we've really come to believe that these stories aren't just stories. They're real things of what happened. Well, not just historical accounts with this mythology, but even the accounts in the Bible. Look at Lilith and Nighthag. That's a really good example. And now what's really bizarre in Islamic superstition, there's a similar demon called Karina. And in ancient Middle Eastern cultures, Lilith was the night demon's name. So you have all these bizarre accounts of Lilith in these pagan antichrist religions as well. And they say that Lilith was Adam's first wife, and she was also created out of the dirt, which tells you that's not true, but they believe that, and it fits right in with this, and that she was really Adam's first wife, And but that's true. One of the things I want to share, Sheila, is why is it important to talk about this? Many times a person will come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they'll generally ask him to come into their heart and forgive them of all our sins. And they just expect life to be wonderful after that. And all of a sudden, these type of things start to occur that maybe hadn't even occurred until they became saved. And this really throws them for a loop. But the reason it's important to talk about this is that as a Christian, you are able to get rid of those spirits. No, you're not crazy. We validate what you're saying. We believe you. And there is a way to come out of that. What they do also is that they don't just have sex with you. They open the door for a multitude of spirits to come into the person. Spirits of addiction, self-blame, self-hatred, lust, that just insatiable desire for sex. You know, sometimes they call them a sex fiend. Fornication, they start thinking about bestiality. And then seduction is a major one because these seducing spirits... They will seduce you into all sorts of things that God never wanted you to get into. But the destruction that follows is, especially of relationships, and then you go into perverse relationships, and then you have your marriage, your divorces, but also barrenness. 
it's like it's destroying the male and female image. You know, they don't want anybody. Sterility comes in a lot of times. It fragments the person's soul. And that's why a lot of times poor men, they'll say, God, I don't want this, all the torment they have and even women now, but they can't because their soul has been fragmented and a demon has come in that says, you're going to think about this when I want to and you have no control over me. And a lot of people think you have control, you can decide. I'm telling you from experience over 30 years, when these demons decide to have their day in court, they will make you do things you thought in a million years you would never do. But the molestation, and molestation, that spirit of molestation goes and it molests, and it extends into your workforce, into your family. It doesn't just stay with you. It starts to destroy your life all around you. And it's amazing how some people just think, I don't understand why I do all these behaviors, and they never really connect it to demonic affliction and generational curses. Yes. You know, Sheila, the world's been in a tough situation for a long time, and people have faced serious conditions. You know, before we talked about, well, why would anybody want to eat their children, like cannibalism? But situations come up where people go into witchcraft because they they want to have power over the circumstances in their life because they have no other power. And this is where women in the family line get sucked in because the husband said, you do what I say, you know, blah, blah, blah. They feel powerless and then they find out about witchcraft so they can have power and control. That is definitely one area. That's a big area. And we do not know what our ancestors were doing 5,000 years ago or whatever. And the sins of the fathers come down the family line at least 10 generations and maybe more. Yes, at least 10 generations. And I think probably it is more. And here's a connection to this. This interesting piece as I was studying First Kings 11. I found a very interesting connection. When you look at what Solomon built, a high place for Chamash, Chamash was the demon god of the Moabites, whose name means subduer, the abomination of Moab and Ammon. It's related to the fact that the Moabites and the Ammonites, they were born of incest between Lot and his daughters. So Incubus ties in with these spirits of perversion, incest, and whoredom. It all ties together. Yes. You are affected by the environment that you live in. I mean, Lot, maybe he tried to do all the right things, but he was so affected that when he came out, he allowed himself to become drunk and his daughters to have sex with him. And you get the Moabites and the Ammonites. So there's incest. Yeah, it goes back to a lot of these things. Another thing is um, people, if they have a huge spirit like of greed or envy, a lot of times that will open the door. Once you have one spirit inside of you, they open the door to other spirits. They're like wolves. They like to run in packs. So it may have come in that way. The other way is if you have sex with someone, especially outside of marriage, it can transfer into you from that person. And that's why God said, you don't have sex with anybody except your wife after you get married. Because he knew that these seducing spirits were out there. He was trying to protect us. So, you know, the 60s, free love, free sex. A lot of these spirits are being, and that's why the devil is pushing, have sex with anybody at any age. So you can get it from the transference of having sex with someone and it can transfer into you. I don't think people realize Absolutely true. They don't realize it. And also, 
What I don't think people realize that do know about incubus succubus, they just kind of lump everything under succubus attacks a male, incubus attacks a woman. But the whole issue is not a male-female thing. I'm seeing cases now where it does appear like they don't really care. They don't make the distinction. Yes. And whatever fits the situation, we have incubus, the male, coming on to the man, like uh, that poor guy that had the snurf, you know, he was an incubus. He made the poor guy have oral sex with him. Just quick side note, the word smurf in German is daemon or demon. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. And we had all these little blue things all over the house for the kids' toys, right? <laughs> I, know. I had an almost four feet grandpa smurf. It was the biggest one you could buy in the stuffed smurfs. How sad is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all live and learn. Think about these little creatures that absolutely took the world by storm. There's not a country that didn't have the Smurfs craze. So you look at all these little creatures. And in fact, Steve Quayle wrote a book called Little Creatures. And in fact, he discusses incubus and succubus in that book. That goes back to what we talked about in Psalm 91.5. Right. Well, do a word study on that. And we go right back around to Lilith the Night Hag. But the point I was trying to bring up here was we've been absolutely acclimated for generations to accept these little creepy creatures, gnomes, fairies, pixies. Look at brownies. Their leader's an owl. How do you like your little girl going off to a mini Bohemian Grove ceremony? I mean, it, it's so nefarious, and we never really stop to connect all these demonic pieces, Sharon. And what is the greatest inundation of every single generation, even probably back to the 40s or 50s? Good old high-ranking 33rd degree Mason himself, Walt Disney. How sick is it, Sharon, to acclimate all these little kids to demonic little creatures, demons, and the occult through the seemingly benevolent guise of the magical kingdom? Oh, yeah, it's a kingdom, all right, the kingdom of darkness. See, because the church hasn't taught what sorcery is, what magic is, what all of this is, the church has been silent instead of having their discernment up and going, no, this is what's really happening. I have to say that the church is the one that has really opened the gate to the inundation of this because the pastors were not teaching the people uh, about the real things that are happening in life, like the witchcraft that's going on. They're just preaching about, oh, have your best life now. You can be prosperous. And, you know, the church has been hijacked, too, by a lot of different things. But they're not preaching what's really affecting people nowadays. Because the preachers want a lot of people. They want their churches full. They want the money to flow. And that's why preachers even today are not telling people about what's coming down the the pipeline for America. They don't want people preparing themselves, even emotionally or mentally, let alone physically. Absolutely, let alone spiritually, which really, Sharon, goes right back to what we're talking about here. When you have people that are afflicted under the influence of demons, causing all this havoc, and a lot of these demons that we're dealing with right now are the very ones who are going to make people very resistant to even getting deliverance. They don't want to come out of these people. They know what's going to happen. So I find a lot of people, when I'm doing a deliverance prayer at the end of the show, when Carl and I, or you and I, or myself, or whoever, 
At the end, they'll listen right up to the deliverance prayer and people will shut her down because guess what? The demon is like, oh, got to go. Don't want to listen to this. (laughs) Ironic. They do. And you know that they have something inside of them that is making them react that way. They've already been infected, so to speak. Um, Maybe that's not a nice word, but there's something already in them that just puts up a wall when any time that is being talked about. You know, unfortunately, my son was looking for a church in an area that he just moved to, so they went to this one church, and they were doing the dance of ISIS. And then they were having everybody come up, and he was going, Jesus, 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 and they would fall over. Well, you know, that's a type of witchcraft that puts them in a sleep paralysis, too, because these people fall over, they're unconscious. When they wake up, nothing has really changed in their life, except they've got that massive demon from their pastor. But he and four people he was with and two other people in the congregation were the only ones that did not go up. Uh, My son said, I know this is wrong, and they got up and left. So the church is inviting this paganism, which we know, starting with Carl Jung, the church and the whole world is going back into paganism, and they don't even realize it. Many people don't study history in the way that it is applicable to how Christian life works, Um, and that's what we try to do. You know, in our ministry, we try to expose what's happening, why it's happening, and what we can do about it. Amen. That's so important, Sharon, because everybody all day long wants to talk about all the problems going on in the world. But what I love about your ministry, and I try to do this too, is I try to present a way to deal with this stuff. We have the power and authority over this. And that's the sad part is some people only go so far. They want to tell you about all the problems, but not the solutions. And then I get the other crowd that's always, you know, the mockers, the scoffers, the hyenas, jackals and donkeys that are always, you know, mocking me. Ah, that's so ridiculous, Zelensky. Why don't you just shut your mouth? Why don't you just stick to the news there, Zelensky? Well, here's the deal. I am actually sticking to the news the good news of the gospel. And guess what? Two thirds of Jesus Christ's ministry was healing and deliverance. So I kind of think it's pretty important. And it's why we do deliverance because it's part of the Great Commission. Sharon, before we get into deliverance, let's recap incubus and succubus. Um, To recap, kind of what we've been saying in this program is that succubus and incubus are demonic spirit. It's a demonic spirit and it could come in a male or female form, we want to validate that the experiences that you have are real. They are not hallucinations, like medical field will tell you. They are spirits that have come on you to defile you. They are coming into your life, and which have been probably given some grounds by family line issues, but to destroy your life. But Jesus Christ, and this is why deliverance is a children's bread, Jesus Christ has a provision for you to get rid of these spirits. I want to give you a funny story. When my brother was teaching this in Germany, he said that members of his congregation would come back, and if they felt the spirit trying to come on them, they would say, angels, they're trying to get me, sick them. And the angels would go and actually tie up and bind these spirits and take them away. So, this is real-life today experiences that Jesus Christ has a powered authority over these. Amen, Sharon. And that's the perfect segue. Let's do some deliverance right now. Why don't you start us off, Sharon? Okay. So, we come now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 10, 19 says that, Behold, I give you power 
to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So right now, I command and I break the family line curses of witchcraft, of whoredoms, of sorcery, incantations, greed, envy, and lust. We break those family line curses over you now in Jesus Christ's name. I cut, sever, and break all of the demonic soul ties that have been formed between these spirits and you. I cut, sever, and break all the psychic soul ties that have been formed now in Jesus Christ's name. And I command these spirits, you come out of the people now. Incubus, succubus, you come out of the people now. I command the spirits of narcolepsy, migraines, anxiety disorders, sleep disorders that come with this, and sleep paralysis, you get out now in Jesus Christ's name. I loose the angels to go in to cleanse out the pineal gland of these people. And all the pineal gland dysfunction and hormonal dysfunction that is coming with these spirits, you get out now in Jesus Christ's name. Trembling and the night terrors and that debilitating and paralyzing fear that comes on you, you loose the people now in Jesus Christ's name. All the spirits of deception and seduction come out of the people now in Jesus' name. Spirits of lust, bestiality, insatiable desires, the spirit of the fiend get out of the people right now in Jesus Christ's name. I command all these spirits of greed, lust, envy, all the occult witchcraft in the family line, loose them now and get out in Jesus Christ's name. Go. All you spirits that causes feelings of electricity, hypersexuality, you get out of the people now in Jesus Christ's name. And that fear, just that horrible fear, go now in Jesus Christ's name. Loose them now. Religious spirits that would be blocking you from understanding how the devil is working in your life. I command all those spirits to get out now. Sleep apnea, nightmares, fantasies, come out now in Jesus' name. All these demonic fantasies, you come out of the people too. Loose the people now and get out. Defilement, all the spirits of defilement, you come out of Every part of the person now in Jesus Christ's name and all the destruction, the destruction on the relationships with the husband, the wife, the spiritual husband, the spiritual wife, all of you out now in Jesus' name and that spirit of perversion that just makes you want to lust after perverse things, go now in Jesus Christ's name. Incest. Go now in Jesus Christ's name. Every one of you, oral sex, anal sex, all of these sex spirits, you loose them now in Jesus' name. Father, I loose the angels to go and bring back all the fragmented parts of their mind, their will, their emotions that has been fragmented from this activity in Jesus Christ's name. I want to just tell you that you will not lose your salvation just because there's a demon spirit in you. You will never lose your salvation. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come on, all of it. I cut, sever, and break all soul ties to people that are operating witchcraft, witchcraft control, witchcraft destruction over you now in Jesus' name. And I command them to be broken and sealed off with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now get out, every one of you, all of you sex demons, you get out now. All the spirits of fatigue where they just suck the life out of you. You have no life. You have no energy. I command you spirits to get out now in Jesus Christ's name and however you are operating in them. Spirits that work with the reproductive organs, you come out of their reproductive organs. Sterility, barrenness, stillborn, miscarriages, you come out of the people now in Jesus Christ name. And Father, I loose the godly angels to go now 
to begin to heal and restore the body from where these demons have destroyed the body and made their nests. I loose the angels to go in and put hooks in their jaws and pull them out now in Jesus' name. We just command you to go. The Cambians, demons, all spirits that are trying to make you uh, not to be able to conceive, all the spirits of infertility come out of the people now in Jesus Christ's name. All those spirits that are just working against you not being able to conceive, I command you to go now in Jesus Christ's name. Father, all the demonic spirits in the third eye and the kundalini spirits that work with this, with magic, get out now in Jesus Christ's name. We have power and authority over you, and I know the power and authority we have over you, and I'm commanding you to leave these people now in Jesus Christ's name. I command and we break the family line curses uh, back to Adam and Eve, or to Noah at least, of all the spirits and the, of whoredoms, the Moabite spirit, the Ammonite spirit that's deeply rooted in incest and perversion, and the whoredoms and the Chemosh spirit, you lift off and you come out of the people now in Jesus Christ's name. I command you out now in Jesus' name, like it says in 1 Kings eleven seven. you go now in Jesus Christ's name. We come against the iniquity, judgments, and whoredoms of all of these. We break off of the people. The punishments that come on the people for being involved in this, we loose that and we command you to come out of the people now. All the iniquity, whoredoms, and judgments come out of the people now. These people hate you. They do not want you. Now you get out in Jesus Christ's name. And any spirit that doesn't come out today, I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We lose the angels to go and put you in boxes and seal you up with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ till further time of deliverance. And we loosen to them a hunger for truth, the love of the truth. And we loose every good ministering spirit to them to build them up and to heal and restore them now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Very powerful stuff indeed. Sharon, please do give out your website for the listeners. Yes, we have a website. It's uh, WCCD.com. And if you go on there, we have the listings and more information about the church and uh, other ways that maybe people can continue to receive deliverance and just information and knowledge about what may be going on in their life. Absolutely. And I highly encourage them to do that and check out WCCD, West Coast Church of Deliverance. Sharon, Thank you so much for your ministry. You and your husband, Monty, of course, studied under one of my favorites, the great Win Worley, the granddaddy of deliverance. And I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule, Sharon, for ministering to the people and teaching on this very important topic that is so timely. So thank you, Sharon, for that. Well, I'm glad to help, Sheila. That's what we're all about is equipping the saints to run the race. Well, God bless you, Sharon. Folks, that was Sharon Mulkey. Her information is linked there on today's June 28, 2016 bio. And of course, you can see the link to pre-order the Power Prayer book is there at weekendvigilante.com. And tomorrow, I do have a very big announcement that I want to share with all my listeners. Please do tune in for tomorrow's show. Good night and God bless.